All right, church. If you can go ahead and make your way back to your seats this morning. And as you're all making your way back to your seats, if I can have any of the kids that are here with us this morning, go ahead and join us down front. And we're going to welcome Miss Anita for our children's church this morning. Good morning. I'm going to move pastor's tea. Otherwise, when I pull something out, it may go all over. How is everybody today? Doing good? Okay. Okay, kids, are you ready? Have you ever had a bad day? Adults had bad days? You might as well face it. You've blown it. You flunked the test. You said the absolutely wrong thing. You had the ball in your hands for the game-winning shot, and you missed it. You started a fight with your brother or your sister, or you dissipated your parents. Or, in front of all your friends, you tripped and you fell flat on your face. And you get back up and you got dirt on your nose and scratches. It was just a bad day. But you know what? It happens to everybody. In fact, it happens all the time. So don't let your goof up get you down. Don't let your mistakes stop you from trying again. But here's the thing that's most important about your goof-ups. It's what you do next that matters. Think about Peter. When Jesus was arrested, Peter was one of Jesus' friends. He didn't stand by Jesus. He was scared and looked, stood back at a distance. And when people asked him if he was a friend with Jesus, he said no. And he didn't do it just once or twice. He did it three times. Talk about goofing up. But listen to what Peter did next. Okay, first, he probably cried about his mistake. It's okay to be upset for a little while. But a few days later, when Jesus rose from the grave... Peter was back with the disciples, and when Jesus gave him a mission to do, Peter went out and did it. Now, let's go back to the early 1900s. People heated their homes by burning coal, which left dark, sooty junk all over their wallpaper. The cut company made a putty that cleaned the wallpaper, and it worked Great. But then in the 1950s, people, for some reason, switched over to electric heat, and they didn't need the putty anymore. The owner thought he had really goofed up, and the company was really, really struggling. He was worried about all the people that were going to be out of a job. The owner was afraid of going out of business. Then one day, the owner's sister-in-law came into her classroom where she taught preschool kids, and there were the kids on the floor playing with this yucky putty. They loved it. That's how the Cut All brand got its second chance as Play-Doh. And I know how much Jane loves Play-Doh. 
you'll have to ask her about that. So it's okay when you mess up, when you face plant, or when you just generally goop off, goop off. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Just always remember that God is all about second chances, third chances, fourth chances. God is always there. So get up, dust yourself off, and give it another try. In Lamentations, it says, the Lord's love never ends. His mercies never stop. They are new every morning. And I'll have Play-Doh for you after second service. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, Miss India. Thank you, kids, for joining us this morning down front. So, church, just a couple of quick reminders. Uh, we do have welcome cards in the pews in front of you. So if you would like to uh, help serve here at home church, or if you have any prayer requests, please make sure that you fill out one of those welcome cards and make sure you guys get that turned in. Uh, again, just a reminder that we need to start collecting our Easter candy already. So we are asking that you would bring in individually wrapped candy that will fit inside of the plastic eggs for the Easter egg hunts. Uh, and again, we would prefer no chocolate so that that way it doesn't melt. So if you guys can do things like hard candies, um, we would certainly appreciate that. Uh, there is a basket right outside in the foyer where you can drop those donations off. Uh, again, just a reminder that Thursday night we have song and word uh, going on from 6.30 till 8. And guys, there is something for everybody on Thursday nights. So we have uh, the Latino Bible study on new life that is being led by Pepe Dorigo. Uh, Life in the Spirit, Run the Race, that class is being taught by Ms. Barb West. The men's Bible study is on Romans, and Don Libby is leading that class. The women's Bible study is also on Romans, and that class is being led by Marcia Cromie and Joan Cole. We also have our youth group with Matt and Amanda. We've got kids quizzing that's taking place, and Jeannie Adams will also be teaching in the nursery. So we have something for everybody on Thursday nights. So please make sure that you guys come out and join us. Uh, April 3rd and April the 10th, after second service, we will be holding our membership classes back in our history room. So if you've been attending the church and you would like to make home church your home, uh, it, please reach out to the church office, talk to Pastor Carlos for additional information, and let us know if you would like to join either of those classes. Uh, we have baptisms coming up. So these, amen. So the baptisms are going to be taking place on Easter Sunday. Uh, again, if you would like to get baptized on Easter Sunday, reach out to the church office. Talk to Pastor Carlos for additional information. And then the last thing that we have for you, church, uh, we have our Mother's Day brunch that is going to be taking place on May 7th at 10 a.m. And this is going to be at the Red Hawk Golf Course. So more information to come next week. We will have the uh, prices for the Mother's Day brunch uh, along with the sign-up sheet available next Sunday. All right, church, if you would, go ahead and bow your heads with me as we move into our time of giving and worship. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for this day to be able to come together 
and worship in your house and learn more about you, God. Lord, we pray for your blessing today. God, as we come to give you our tithes and offerings, we would ask that you bless us in return, God. Lord, we would ask that the windows of heaven be open and that you pour out your blessings upon us, just as you've promised, God. Lord, we pray these things in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate your faithfulness. Amen. Can we get up for Mike, our brother? Amen. Thank you so much, Mike. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, baptisms, it was amazing. We were at youth group the other night, and uh, one of our teens just came up and said, look, you could tell they were a little nervous. I said, Pastor, um, I want to get baptized. And then we had my, my, uh, my beautiful little daughter who I baptized in our bathtub. Um, she said, Dad, I want to get baptized. And, and uh, she's all getting embarrassed right now. And I said, maybe a little later, but isn't it an amazing thing when kids want to get baptized? When teenagers, ki- teenagers, people, just people in general want to get baptized? It's a beautiful thing. So if you're here this morning and you've been baptized, but you want to recommit, you want to you start over, or maybe you've never been baptized, Um, I encourage you to come speak to me after the service. Amen? Amen. Let's all stand this morning. We're going to sing out this song. Learning to lean. I'm learning to lean. Learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power than I ever dreamed. Learning to lean on Jesus.
song right now my heart goes out right now to the families but I think of Lauren right now who's marching amen with our Savior wasn't that a beautiful service on Friday hallelujah I already I said it that day I said you know I've been to many services where they say you know and and, and there's nothing wrong with this but they say that the, the, the coolest thing was you know he loved to fish he loved to golf he loved to hunt he caught the big one. But Lauren's service was, he loved life. He loved family. He loved Jesus. And guess why? He's with, there with him right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, don't be wrong. I, I, I want somebody to brag on me that I caught the big one. Don't be wrong. But, but I also want somebody to say, he loved Jesus. Amen? Amen. Sing with me. A one, a two, a one. Oh, when the saints... Go marching in, oh, when the saints go marching in, oh, Lord, I want to be in that number, oh, when the saints go marching, and when they march, and when they march, all around the throne, oh, when they march around the throne, oh, Lord, I want to be in that mercy God I say
Oh, worship with us this morning. Sing to him this morning.
sing this out to God, to our creator, to our king. Raise your hands with me this morning and sing this out. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come fly. 
We worship you with music now. We worship you with our hearts this morning. Can you hear that? Who's ready to worship with me this morning? Hallelujah. I said Saturday was silent. Surely it was through. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Yeah. I said Saturday was silent. Surely it was through. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? I can't imagine that Friday. Friday's disappointment. Sunday's empty too. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? Yeah. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise make the dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming now. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. Resurrection power runs in my face too. 
told my unsaved family members, I say, my God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore anything that he was. They just laugh at me, but it's okay. Just ask the man that was thrown on the bones of Elijah if there's anything that he can do. Just ask the stone that was rolled at the tomb in the garden. What happened when God says tomorrow? I feel him. I feel him. I feel him doing it now. Doing it now. Doing it now. This is the sound of drop on. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the place make a damn man Open the grave by coming now. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. I say, This is the sound of dry bones rattling. Sister Pastor Bar praise this morning. Thank you. Heavenly Father, how thankful we are that nothing is impossible with you. We are so thankful that we are promised to be lifted up and that we can go into heaven because we have trusted Jesus as our Savior. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you that even though we don't know the outcome, you do. And you are going to restore us, heal us, protect us, guide us, direct us, love on us, and give me your mercy and your grace. Amen. And Lord, we do thank you for these songs that we have been singing to you to honor you. And we want to tell you, Lord, we love you, the living Christ. Now, Lord, as our pastor comes, open each and every heart. Open our minds to hear that our hearts may receive the message from the Holy Spirit. Flood this place with your Holy Spirit and enable us to receive. We thank and praise you. Now, pastor, come. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise, amen. This is the drop balls rattling. 
This is the praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm going to live, going to live again. This is the sound of troubles rattling. This is the sound of troubles rattling. This is the praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm going to live, going to live again. This is the sound of troubles rattling. Hallelujah. You might be saying, Pastor, what, well, I don't hear nothing rattling. Carl's ain't playing the drums. What are you talking about? When I, when I sing this song and I think of the bones rattling, I think of people who were once living in the world, once in sin, coming to church like last week, giving their lives to Jesus, and all of a sudden these dead bones coming alive. Amen. Amen. And then you hear them start to proclaim the name of Jesus. Last week we had visitors who came the week before bringing visitors to church. Hallelujah. So I say, this is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming now. I'm going to live, going to live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. I said, this is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm going to live, going to live again. This is the sound of dry bones rattling. Dear Heavenly Father, this morning, we just thank you. Like pa Pastor Barb said, we just ask you to come into this place. Holy Spirit, you are here. Like I said earlier this morning, Lord, put us last on your list, but we just ask your Holy Spirit be in this place. We just want to touch the hem of your garment. This morning, speak to every heart, encourage, bless, challenge, uplift. May this word go forth with power and dominion from you. To your people, bless it, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning, thank you. Worship team, thank you. You may be seated as well. Can we give our worship team a hand, please? Amen. Woo! Amen. Hallelujah. Well, um, I came across a story about a man who um, was walking uh, on the side of the beach and God said to him, he said, son, you've been so faithful, I'm going to grant you one special wish. The man was so excited, he said, God, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, but I'm so afraid to fly. So my wish is that you would build me a bridge across the ocean. God said, well, son, that's kind of, that's kind of impossible. 
Think of all the logistics of that. Now take some time and wish again. He said, okay, God. He said, you know, God, I've been married four times. All my ex-wives say I'm so insensitive. So my wish is that I would be able to understand a woman. I want to know why they think like they think and why they feel like they feel. There was a long pause. God said, do you want two lanes or four lanes on that bridge? (laughs) Hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome to Home Church. We are so blessed to have you. Amen? If you're visiting with us online, we want to say thank you. And I was um, in fellowship with our brother Pete in the back who's on the camera. Can we give Pete a hand? And we were hanging out and he was uh, saying it's a blessing when people are uh, watching from around the world and how people from Peru are coming in and saying hello to home church and um, watching. And we know they're related to some people here. But as they're also telling people, so uh, from, from America to Peru to Bolivia to Mexico, everywhere, even Pahrump, Nevada. <laughs> Blessings. We love you. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 15.50. If you want to turn there with me. 1 Corinthians 15.50. Just like I, me and Matt asked the teens the other night, did you bring your Bible? So my question is, did you bring your Bible? Thank you, brother. Amen. Appreciate that. Amen. Who's ready to read? If you're ready, say amen. 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 Also, too, I forgot, uh, Pete, to those watching online, give us an amen. Maybe write it out. Uh, it excites Pete back there. So please give us an amen. Hallelujah. It's, it reads right here. Now this I, lay, I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment and a twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised, incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death Where is your sting? I want to say that again. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. There's one thing in my life that, especially growing up, um, that always bothered me, and that was this thing we call death. Um, death bothered me. It troubled me. Uh, I viewed it as the, the worst thing that could happen to somebody. Um, I, I thought that when, 
when, uh, when someone died, it was the end of the story. Who was that man who would talk on the radio and said, now that's the end of the story? I'm sorry? Paul Harvey. I thought that was the end of the story. Death touched me, impacted me through the years, made me examine my own mortality because the reality of the fact is everyone here is going to die. I remember being a child, even a teenager, laying in bed. We spoke about this the other night too and, and, and I thank the teenagers for their honesty. But laying in bed and thinking, what's after death? What was forever? What, I don't understand to say. Kind of get kind of a little anxiety and nervous and wouldn't be able to sleep at times. Have you ever wondered that there will be a day in history that will be your last day on this planet? Have you ever wondered that there will be a day that will be your last day on the, you know, the, uh, I, I just, I'm asking, you ever take a picture of yourself or of somebody and then you just wonder, is that picture going to be on my funeral? Are they going to use this one? You know, uh, it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter um, your economic status. Have you ever wondered that today could be your last day? This week could be your last week. This month. This could be the last time you were with your family. This could be the last time you're here at church. That's the way to go, amen? It could be your last week at your job that you hate so much. You say, God save me. He says, okay, I will. It doesn't care about your to-do list. It doesn't care about the car you just bought or the new house you want to buy. Death approaches everyone. Has it ever occurred to you that today could be your last day? My assignment today is to sound the alarm and to remind you tomorrow is not promised. I have the responsibility, to be honest with you, church, to challenge you to make a decision that will determine your destiny. I'm going to do the best I can, but it's up to you to decide what you're going to do with what's said. I like what Jolly Wally said. He said right here, he said, you have this moment, this minute, only 60 seconds in it, forced upon you. You can't refuse it. Didn't seek it. Didn't choose it. But it's up to you to use it. You must suffer if you lose it. Give an account if you abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but 60 seconds and eternity is in it. The Bible has a lot to say about death. And actually, when God created the world, from the beginning, he had death in mind. When God screwed the stars into the sky, when he spoke to the sun and said, I want you to hang right there. I know there's somebody out there going, he said, I want you to hang right there? I didn't see that in scripture. Follow me, church, help me out. 
when he created man and blew into his nostrils and then he took a rib out of man and he created woman and he also breathed into her nostrils. He had death in mind. You might be saying, how is that, Pastor? You can go to Genesis 1, 26 through 28. We don't have time to read that right now. Genesis 2, 15 through 17. Read those on your own time. When he told Adam and Eve... All this is yours, the garden. I want you to tend to the garden. I want you to name the animals. I want you to take care of what's going on here. I want you, he says, but there's one thing. There's one thing I don't want you to touch. You see that tree right there? That's the only thing. Just don't touch that tree. And what does Adam and Eve do? They ate of the fruit. He said, I don't want you to, I don't want you to go, don't, don't, this is just one thing. How you know the kids sometimes will do the one thing you told them not to do? <laughs> Can a parent say amen? Sometimes, you know, you, you, you know and I'm, I'm, I'm being honest with you, parents. I'm, I was thinking, I said, you know, maybe I'm going to do some reverse psychology. Maybe I'm going to start telling the kids not to do the things I, I, I don't want them to do. Or, or to do the things that I want them to do, I'm not going to say it all. Like, I'm going to be like, um, why are you cleaning your room? Who told you to clean your room? <laughs> Leave the door open. What are you doing closing the door? Let all the hot air out. You know what I'm saying? You think that will work? I don't know. All I know is God told Adam and Eve, don't touch this tree because if you do, you will surely die. They ate the fruit. And that's an amazing passage to me because for God to say that, one, he wasn't messing around. But two, they, they didn't die right away. That blows my mind because the Bible says in Genesis 2, it said, the day you eat of this, you shall surely die. But they didn't die. That's because God's concept of death is different than you and me. Our concept of death is a, is a narrow perspective. It's a lower story perspective. Physical death. But God's perspective on death is so much bigger, so much broader than when a person just physically dies. In the mind of God, there are two kinds of death. There's a physical and then there's a spiritual death. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, they began to physically die. They did not die that day, but they began to die. You follow me, church? They began to die. That marked the day when their bodies started to decay. But something worse than their physical bodies dying happened. How many know there are things worse on this earth than dying? Something horrible happened that day. Something devastating happened that day. You see, not only were they beginning to die physically, but all of a sudden they were separated from God, and that is worse than any physical death. There's a lot of people alive today, 
there's no life. They're going around the task of life, not having God in their life, not having God in their day-to-day tasks and what they do, and there's no communication with God. There's no communing with God, and that's a horrible thing. Adam and Eve died two ways that day. Physically, they got separated from God. Some of you this morning here or watching online might be living, but you're separated from God. You're dead and you don't even know it. Some people think that life is just about graduating high school, going to college, and how much money they can make, and the car they drive, the house they buy, the clothes they can wear. But someday, one day, I and you will die, and somebody's going to be driving my ride. Have you made preparations to be ready when you die? No, I'm not talking about orchestrating your will. The question is, will you have what Paul is addressing in Scripture right here? Will you have that resolved in your heart? Will you be at peace? What the Apostle Paul says in verse 50 right here, verse 50, he says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Flesh and blood cannot inherit We can't take our car to heaven. We can't take our house to heaven. We can't take our money to heaven. We can't take our little puppy. Maybe we can take our puppy. Or somebody say amen. Our jewelry. Verse 51. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. He went through all this this talk, this, uh, this, some would say, dialogue to, to make something simple and plain to us. Very simple. That even Arabella could understand right here. If you are a Christian, if you have accepted Jesus Christ in your life, and when you die, when Jesus comes back, and that trumpet sounds, who's ready for that trumpet to sound? Those who have died in Jesus will be raised to life with brand new bodies and will live with God and his kingdom. And it's right here, Paul makes an amazing statement, an amazing revelation, verse 55. He says, and you have to know too, this is back in the day. This, this, this was back in the day. He says right here, oh death, where is your sting? Oh Hades, where is your victory? What an amazing statement for him to stand up and look at death in the face and say, death, you have taken a lot of people out. Death, you have destroyed a lot of things. You took Adam, you took Eve, Abraham, the list can go on and on. You took my family, who were supposed to live forever. But because of sin, death now is here. But he looks at death in the face and he says, you have taken now, but guess what, death? You have lost the final battle. You have lost the final battle.
you cannot take us out. This earthly body dissolves. We must have another place waiting for us. Death. When this one goes, guess what? I got a new one. I got a new building waiting for me too. And guess what? It's not built by the hands of man. Jesus says in John 14, 2, 3, he says, I'm going to prepare a place where I am. There you will be also. In my father's house are many rooms. I got a question. Do you have a room in heaven this morning? If you were to pass away, is there a room with your name waiting for you? Is there a room waiting? You, you, you know, so, so many people in this world, they, I, I don't, they, they, they're, they're so consumed with this world, with this life, to the point where they're going into these, like, I don't know what they call those ice machines to freeze so they're, they can live another, what, 10 years? There's nothing wrong with that. But Lord, help us if that's our only hope. Because how many know that even the ice is going to dissolve? They're doing everything they can to escape death. A lot of people try to defeat death by eating salads all day. Don't say anything, church. Okay? <laughs> Put on my jacket this morning. My, my jacket, if it could, if it could speak, it said, "Help me." <laughs> A lot of people try to defeat death. Adam tried to do it. Abraham's faith couldn't do it. Moses and all his courage couldn't do it. Noah built the ark, and he still couldn't escape death. David was a great king, but he couldn't defeat death. Solomon had a lot of wisdom, but he couldn't outsmart death. Methuselah lived for 969 years, but he couldn't outlast death. Jacob was a deceiver, but he couldn't trick death. Samson was a mighty warrior, but he couldn't fight death. But there was a baby born in a manger who came, dwelt among us, lived, died, rose again, and said, Death, where is your sting? Death that had the power. Death that once had the authority no longer has that power or authority. Death that used to be in charge, that used to call the shots, no longer has it because this man did what no other person, no other queen, no other king, no other emperor, no other ruler did. He came and died on the cross, took the keys from Satan and said, Devil, you don't own this anymore. Guess what? We live now forever. So something like death that can be kind of, I don't want to die. But something like death, the subject of death, uh, I'm encouraged when I go see people in the hospital, like Irma Durang, who is there, not doing too well, but looks at me and says, Pastor, I'm at peace. I said, well, I'm here to pray for you. I understand that, and that's, that's awesome, but I'm here to pray for you. You know what she tells me? She says, no, pray for, pray for our church. Pray for my husband. She says, I, 
she, she told me some things, and she says, which I'm not, I don't want to say, but she, she says, I'm okay. Oh, by the way, Barb, she said hello. <laughs> She's ready. She said, no matter what, hey, I'm ready. If God wants to take me now, if, it, if not, I'm, I'm ready to come back home. To her home and home church, both, both homes. I said, praise be to God. I walked to the hospital. I'm, I'm uplifted. I'm supposed to be there praying for her. She's uplifting me. He conquered and took the sting out of death. So we as children of God this morning, sons and daughters of the Most High, we could also say, death, where is your sting? Death, where is your sting? In order for us to pick up this, this, this corruption, we must lay down corruption. In order for us to pick, up this, to, to pick up immortality, we must lay down mortality. In order for me and you to be where Jesus is, we must lay down this flesh. The question I have for you, church, for you, teenager, You adult, from the bottom of my heart, the question I have for you, will the sting of death pain you? Will the sting of death, will it pain you? And the answer can be this morning. It's not going to pain me because he has already taken the stinger out of death. Barry has with me church this morning. The presence of God Almighty. I know we're on a time schedule, and I know I've had meetings with my leaders, and, and uh, yeah, we've, you know, we've, I'm trying to get better on my time so that we have some fellowship time, but. This morning, I feel led. It's very important. We need to make sure that we are right with God, right with each other. Uh, and that if that day came, there would, there would be no sting to death. And this morning, I, I just feel a, a leading. Earlier this morning, I felt a leading. Um, if you want to come down and pray, we're just going to open the altars. And I'm going to have some leaders here uh, just to come up and stand maybe with a little distance. And if you want to come and speak to a leader, you want to speak to somebody about uh, maybe, maybe, maybe this morning death is something that scares you. Again, I don't want to die. 
But maybe you have questions, maybe you need some prayer, maybe you deal with anxiety, you battle with the fear of death. Uh, This morning, come down and be delivered. Come down, be set free. Come down and be changed. Leave this place and, and know that we serve a God who defeated death and the grave. And he's here to remind you, you can live in light, you can live this life with peace, with confidence, with a, with a, with a confidence in him. Uh, not, not to say we walk around like we're Superman, but with wisdom, but also with, without the fear of death. And I want to encourage you this morning. There are people here who maybe have lost someone. You have lost someone recently. Maybe you've lost someone 10 years ago, and it's, it's a, there's, a, there's a hurt. There's something there. It, 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 maybe you just need to, we need to, we need to pray. We need to give them to Jesus. We need to move on in life and know that we are going to see them again. And so this morning, as we worship Jesus, as we worship God, I'd ask those, if you don't want to come to the altar and pray, um, you could, we have two altars here. You come down and pray, or you can speak to a leader and just have them pray for you. You can talk to them, or you could just stay and remain in your chair and pray. So we're going to take this time as we worship, as we sing. Come to the altar this morning. Come be delivered or pray in your pew this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my life thou hast taught me to say, it is well. with my soul with my soul it is well it is well with my soul when peace like a river I love this verse when peace like a river
us all stand to our feet as we continue singing. It is well, it is well with my soul, with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. When peace. wishes none perish I believe he's going to do everything he can even at our last moment but we don't want to bake on our last moment there's so many people living life well you know when I'm when when it's that when I know the doctor says I got a month to live that's that's when I'm going to serve Jesus let me tell you if you can't serve Jesus now you're probably going to serve Jesus then don't bake on that moment but we serve a God in heaven because I got family members. I know they passed away and I got to wonder, but I know I serve a God who's merciful, who's gracious, who sent his son's son down to town across and says, look, I don't want this blood to go to waste. He will do whatever he can do to get us to where he is. Be encouraged this morning. Remember, when you start getting those thoughts, you start getting... Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your sting? Because living with Jesus, living for Jesus, there is no sting in, it, in death. Amen. Hallelujah. Did God speak to someone today? Amen. Did God speak to someone today? Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning. My brother, Pastor Dan, please, sir, if you could come down and pray for us, dismiss us, bless us this morning. Hallelujah. Be blessed this morning. Be encouraged. Live in the power of God. Shall we pray? Our Father, we thank you for allowing us to be in your presence today. Yes. We thank you for the beautiful service we had Friday and the victory that was spoken about, the way to heaven was spoken about. This morning, we talk about the victory over death. We speak about how we don't have to have fear, that we can have peace, we can have joy, 
we do not have to worry about sin because we have given ourselves to you. We have consecrated our lives to you and you can sanctify us wholly, removing yes. the sin nature from us, allowing us to live a sinless life. Thank you for the joy that you can give to us as we look forward to that day one day when we'll be with you and we will be able to sing and dance around the throne of God. Yes. May we go out today remembering that the stinger has been removed and that we do not have to worry. We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen. 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 Be blessed. Thank you.